Good morning. I'm Imani Spence, producer for The Mark Steiner Show, and you're listening to The Mark Steiner Show here on your source for cool jazz and more, WEAA 88.9 FM, the voice of the community. Right now, we are going to air a conversation that Mark had with members of the Artists for Truth Collective. We speak with Rob Farrell, who's staff videographer and photographer at the Office of Communications at Goucher College and formerly was a member of Be More Block. We speak with Lillian Bailey Hoover, who is an artist and educator. Her paintings explore the banal, awkward, overlooked, and imperfect elements of our material environment. She's had many solo exhibitions and earned her BFA from the University of North Carolina, Asheville, and her MFA from MICA. She currently teaches drawing and painting courses at MICA, University of Maryland, and Towson University. And we speak with Emily Suntu Saratul. She's a mom, wife, and informational professional. She received her bachelor's degrees in visual arts and American studies from UMBC and a master's of library science with a concentration in archives from the University of Maryland College Park. She is interested in the intersections of art, information, and social justice. Please enjoy this conversation as they speak about the events coming up this month in June for artists and the community alike. I would say that I would say that our group believes that access to information is kind of a foundational um, skill, tool, um, and function that folks need to be participatory in democracy, in movement work, and however they want to engage in the resistance. And so that's what we came together to organize around is access to information. So what is this truth you're trying to find? Well, we picked, we, we selected essentially um, four pillars um, that are um, the foundation for our uh, organization's fundraising efforts. Um, the four organizations that we're raising money for are uh, the Baltimore Action Legal Team, the Enoch Pratt Free Library, uh, the News Literacy Project, and the Center for Media Justice. And each one of these represents um, uh, one of these four pillars. So Baltimore Action Legal Team represents the pillar of protection of truth tellers, right? So the, the people who are um, out demonstrating or protesting, uh, sharing information um, can be protected uh, legally, right? Um, Enoch Pratt Free Library, do you want to speak to that one, Emily, since you're a librarian? Sure. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah I, I think from the librarian perspective, libraries have always been on the front lines of this. You know, while maybe fake news and all of this is kind of entering the public lexicon now and we're all kind of shocked by it, um, librarians have been dealing with this on the ground for uh, many years and teaching people how to evaluate sources and of information. and. Um, ensuring people have open access to information. So that was really important uh, to make sure we're, we're bringing them into the fold. And also the just li- libraries as a, um, a center in our communities. Where are you a librarian? So I'm not, I'm not a librarian right now. You're not, you're not a librarian now, but you are a librarian. Right. Without a library. Right. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Well, she's trained as a librarian. Yeah, yeah, I got no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just like. I say information professional. Right. So it's sort of broader because it's using the same skill set, but not necessarily in a traditional role like within a library. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I understand that. So those are two of the pillars. And then the third uh, pillar, the News Literacy Project. Um, which goes into 
middle and, and high schools and teaches young people how to sort real information from not real information, um, which we see as being really critical at this time. Um, and then the Center for Media Justice. I don't know if somebody else wants to talk about the Center for Media Justice. Um, they, they do a lot of work uh, along the lines of equity and access to um, popular media platforms. Um, a lot of their work is tied to the movement for black lives. Um, and so it was a nice way of kind of bringing that into the fold. Um, they do some technology and digital security trainings. They, they have a grassroots media network across the country with member organizations um, that work on me access to media in their different respective regions. So I thought it was a nice way to branch out nationally with such a critical um, yeah. issue. So what have you all been doing? At least we're kind of right in the middle of your activities, right? So I mean, what ex I mean, so what exactly do you do, or have you done? Well, our, our first <clears throat> very big uh, ac activity was on Friday, this past Friday, um, where we mounted a fundraising exhibition. Um, 258 artworks in this exhibition, donated from over 150 artists. Uh, both local and a few national artists who were kind enough to ship or drop their work off here in Baltimore. Um, and we've sold a bunch of the work already. It's still for sale through the uh, duration of June. Where is it physically? It's at the Space Camp Gallery on North Avenue near Red Emma's and Wind Up Space. Um, so, and then this, after that uh, exhibition opening, we had uh, two workshops that took place on Sunday. Yeah, we've had, we have a really packed schedule of programming. Uh, it was really ambitious, but <laughs> <laughs> hopefully we'll be very successful. Um, this past weekend, we had two workshops. We had a crypto party, um, which is a decentralized movement um, focused on digital securities, and we had... Uh, folks come into Space Camp, where the exhibition is still up, um, to lead a workshop and do breakout sessions exploring themes on digital uh, security, uh, which is important to all of us right now, but also especially for those involved in activist work or have other kind of um, concerns about digital security. After that, we hosted a, an, a Wikipedia edit-a-thon with Art and Feminism. Um, and we're kind of thinking about this uh, truth in a really multifaceted way. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about the literacy aspect, um, but also, you know, thinking about it in terms of protecting your ability to communicate, which would be sort of the tie-in with the crypto party, but also the Wikipedia edit-a-thon, um, which encourages women and people of color to become content creators and editors of Wikipedia, which is the most popular, you know, reference resource on the internet um, to be, you know, in the front end to be actually involved with the content creation um, because certainly that skews our perception of truth and facts um, if it were all edited from a white male perspective. And, you know, about 90% of it is right now. Right, right. Nothing new out there. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. that's, that, that is, that's the story everywhere right now. So this so, coming weekend, we have two uh, more events, um, one happening on Saturday and one on Sunday. 
um, on the Saturday event. Do you want to talk about the Know Your Rights training? or shall Yeah, yeah um, BALT is a great organization, um, a group of public defenders that we've had experience working with during uh, protests and direct actions here in Baltimore. And it was great to set up an event where they can come and talk to the public about their rights when they want to um, ex- exhibit their First Amendment rights, um, how to engage with the police or not, um, what's going to happen when you know you're in the street, you're when you're in public property and um, protesting, um, because folks, I think more now more than ever really have an interest in making their voices heard. But how do you do that? How do you go about that safely? How do you protect yourself and and um, your I don't know, um, but basically, that was that was the first one. Uh, what date is that again? Um, that one's on Saturday, June tenth, uh, from four to six p.m. And then on Sunday, June eleventh, we have the uh, training that Ryan O'Grady is leading from Enoch Pratt Free Library, um, which is a fake news how to spot it um, <laughs> training. So that'll be a a two hour long training. I believe that's from one to three. Right. Um, and that happens on Sunday. So what do you take? Where does this go? I mean, all, all, all three of you are artists, mm-hmm. right? Correct. In different <laughs> mediums. Some, some, some of us uh. cop to that title a little more readily. Who um. doesn't cop to that title here? <laughs> I'm not a working artist <laughs> like some of the other folks in the, in the group um, where it's literally things. their profession. Uh, you know, I do make work, but it's not my day job. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> You're not a librarian. I'm not a library. An artist about a canvas. I'm just kidding. And I'm almost a radio host without a radio show. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <I couldn't. laughs> we all have such fluid engagement. <laughs> So I mean, so what is this? What do, you, what do you go with this? Where do you go with this? Movement building is <clears throat> is really a, a task, and I've, I'm really excited for the visioning session that we have, which is going to kind of double as the closing of the exhibition on June 23rd. It's in the evening from six to eight, I believe, mm-hmm. at Space Camp, and we're really going to try and host a discussion where folks that have been engaged with the exhibition and in in the programming and kind of. Um, <clears throat> somehow identify what the cause that we've uh, nailed down and talk about how artists can build something together going forward and what what can we do together to make progress and what does that look like. And I don't think it's for us necessarily to dictate that, and it will be really exciting to see how the community comes together to move forward. But, so but what was the vision when you started? What did you expect to happen? You had no expectations? <laughs> but, no, you might not. I mean, there was one – there was, a, there was a, an Indian – um, guru I used to listen to once in a while, way, way, way back when, he would say, no expectations, no disappointments. And so, you know, <laughs> so maybe you had no expectations, so it's, it's okay. <laughs> well, well we, we had expectations to a certain extent. I mean, the main thing we wanted to do was to leverage um, what skills and um, competencies we possess in order to raise money for these four organizations that... Uh, we're already doing the work, um, that we're already doing the work that we thought was so important and are 
mission statement, um, which uh, has to do with uh, the ability to discover and share and weigh facts being a right and a responsibility within a democratic society, um, has sort of been guiding us throughout this whole project. Um, but there are a lot of different ways that artists can engage and be mobilized, not just by selling their artwork for a fundraiser. Um, and, you know, obviously the workshops are important, the panels that are coming up, which uh, we haven't talked about those, um, but the, the panels that are coming up are important. Um, but, but we also just want to see what everyone else thinks um, is possible around this topic within the art community. So um, because we've had such an outpouring of support and such an outpouring of enthusiasm, um, it seems like it's worthwhile to try to leverage that at this point when people are really paying attention and get everyone's input um, on that June 23rd uh, evening. So uh, one of the things that strikes me about uh, this community in Baltimore is that, I mean, there, there are a lot of artists in this town, a lot, more than your usual town, I think, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, and Mike is probably a big part of that and mm -hmm. Towson and a bunch of other places where they have strong art programs brings that world here, but people stay here and they actually continue their work. There also seems to be <clears throat> a number of groups in the city that have, have artists come together to do kind of work that people can see as political work, mm -hmm. social justice work. So what about that? I mean, I just, I'm just curious what, what you all think about where we are as a community that way. And there's been this controversy, of course, around the arts district you know, being gentrified, mm -hmm. and is it really for black artists? Is it only for white artists? Is it only for people of means, mm -hmm. and the rest? So, uh, I'm curious where you think all that is, and how this stuff that you're doing fits into all that. For me, it's been something that it, that's been weighing on me, given my political um, kind of beliefs and where I'm coming from in my activism and organizing work. And what I see going forward is that you can kind of heal some of the divide in the arts community between white artists and black artists because that is something that we all know and feel whether it's conscious or unconscious um, and so hopefully finding it being able to provide an open space where folks can engage with that space and come together and talk about an issue that affects all of us together can provide some momentum going forward and who knows what that actually yeah. turns into um, but that's just a start <laughs> that we just so often hasn't haven't seen yet so, and so, go ahead. Did I say something like Lillian, excuse me. <laughs> um, I was just going to observe that the um, location um, of Space Camp, which is the space that the gallery <coughs> is, um, that the exhibition is installed in, um, sort of lends itself to that coming together of different uh, communities. Um, and I feel like it's it's kind of like right in between a couple of different neighborhoods. Uh -huh. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and hopefully the communities from multiple neighborhoods that are right there will come to this uh, visioning session at the end of the month to sort of share their ideas um, and give some feedback about where, what they think that this can turn into so that this isn't a one-off event, so that this is a sustained project so what's what will be happening in these next couple of weekends so folks know how to contact you know where to go what to do, do you want, who wants to do that 
Sure. So we talked a little bit about the Emily. workshops mm -hmm. already that are happening this weekend. Um, we're having a, a Know Your Rights training on Saturday, June 10th, uh, from 4 to 6 in the in Space Camp Gallery, which is at 16 West North Avenue. And on Sunday, the 11th, from 1 to 3 p.m., we're having a fake news workshop led by li uh, librarian Ryan O'Grady from Enoch Pratt Free Library who have been great partners with us on this. The following weekend, on Saturday, June 17th, uh, we're having a couple of panel discussions. These will begin at 1, 1 p.m. also in Space Camp Gallery. Um, and the idea for these was really to bring together different perspectives and actually different disciplines to talk about uh, topics that we think are really critical at this time. So we broke it down into two panel discussions. One is the rise of fake news, which is essentially a how did we even get to this <laughs> point? How did we get here? What is the history? What is the context? Um, certainly this didn't happen out of thin air. Um, there was, you know, some path to this point in history. Um, and uh, we're going to have some really interesting panelists uh, We'll have an artist, Mina Chian, who does work. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, she does work incorporating propaganda, so that will be a very interesting uh, perspective. We'll have Ryan O'Grady back as a panelist um, from Enoch Pratt Free Library. We'll have a psychologist, actually, Niasha Grayman Simpson. So it'll be, I think, really interesting to hear just from a human mm -hmm. psychology perspective. Um, <laughs> also from a black psychologist perspective, right. which is kind of her unique discipline. Yeah, thanks. Um, we'll have Leslie Hoffaker, who is with the News Literacy Project, and she's also a journalist. She's been around the block. She's been doing work for a long time and also reporting overseas, um, hopefully to give us some of the historical background. Um, and we'll, we'll also have Dee Watkins, um, who, you know, is more well-known um, yeah, author. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's our first panel, um, talking about the, how we got here and the rise of fake news. Uh, we'll have a second panel after that, uh, Ramifications of a Post-Truth Society. Uh, Rob is actually on this panel, um, talking from an activist organizer perspective. We'll also have uh, Jennifer Ferretti, who's a librarian at MICA. Uh, Dorcas Gilmore, who is from yeah. Bolt, um, to, to talk from a, a legal perspective. Black Collective, yeah. Yeah. The, the Baltimore Action Legal Team. Right, she's yeah. also that Black oh, okay. Collective. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah, right, awesome. Right. Uh, Fong Lee, who is um, an assistant professor of data, math, and um, uh, computational science at Goucher, and he has a really interesting background on using statistics and how it relates to community health issues. Um, and, and Rebecca Nagel, who's an artist and also um, the, the co-founder of Force Upsetting Rape Culture and the Monument Quilt. So how do people get in touch? Just show up? Um, you can absolutely yeah. show up. Uh, the gallery will be open from 10 to 4, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, up through the run of the exhibition. Um, show up for one of these events or go to our website, which is Artists for Truth, uh, to get more information to uh, look at artwork that um, uh, is in the exhibition, um, or even uh, send us an email at info at artistsfortruth.com. We also have social media, oh, yeah, social media. outlets, so <laughs> you can find us on Facebook at Artists for Truth, 
and on Instagram, artists the number four truth, and on Twitter, <coughs> artists for truth. And I forgot to mention, and I did not mean to overlook this, um, both of these panels are going to be moderated by Dr. Jared Ball, who is a professor of media and Africana studies at Morgan, um, and he's a great conversation hey, leader. Jared's a good guy. Yeah, so we're Been really excited many to times. have him. He's going to yeah. moderate both of these. Very cool. It's good to have the Artist of Truth in the studio. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank it's you good. for having us. It's good, good to have you all here. So we just uh, heard Emily assume I'm going to do this right. <laughs> Soon Sarsatul? No? Soon Torn Saratul. It's like four words. She's like, why, why are you laughing at me? <laughs> <laughs> She's only laughing. I feel bad now. Soon <laughs> <laughs> Torn Saratul. Yes, perfect. <laughs> and Lillian Bailey Hoover and Rod for Rod, excuse me, what's wrong with me today? Rob Farrell, good to have you on the studio. Thank good you. luck with this. Thank, Thank you. you. The Mark Steiner Show is a production of the Center for Emerging Media. Our producer is Amani Spence. Our assistant producer is Calvin Perry. Our production assistant is Nadia Ramadan. Our engineer is Andrea Melton. Our theme music is by Wall Matthews of Clean Cuts. Please send me your thoughts about today's program to talk at steinershow.org. Podcast the Mark Steiner Show and share it with your friends. Please visit us on the web at steinershow.org listen to us via your favorite podcasting app. And for your source for cool jazz and more, WEAA 88.9 FM, a voice of the community. I'm Mark Steiner. <laughs>